Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela, and today I have a special guest with me. Her name is Becky Park. You may know her. I bet you do. But Becky is a mom of two beautiful kiddos who I love watching on Instagram. (laughs) A full-time choir teacher, a successful reseller, and YouTuber who many of us have learned from. So we're just going to jump right into it. We will see you at the table. Hi, Becky. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on to Thrifters Villa. I know our audience is going to be really excited to hear from you and your story and all the good things you have to share with the community. Um, I'm excited to have you on here. I mean, we talk, but it's nice to talk one-on-one on on, on a different level than on Instagram or when when I was in your YouTube course, right? It's just a different personal level. Um, So there are some people out there who may not know who you are, which is possible, right? And uh, I want to give you this time to introduce yourself to everyone who's listening and kind of give them a little rundown, how you got into reselling and just who you are. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me because I do really adore both you and Lori. I'm sad Lori's not here too, but um, I, and I do love the podcast. I do listen to it. Um, I have been reselling now for, let's see, I started in December of 2017. Like, I think it was December 17th of 2017 or something like that. Seven is your Um, number. (laughs) Yes. And it was just kind of, you know, just by chance, I just stumbled across um, some information about Poshmark while I was um, searching online for information of where I could maybe sell some clothes that my husband and I had, you know, like I thought it was really good stuff at the time. I was like, J. Crew and Banana Republic and stuff. And I was like, we paid good money for this. You know, I was like, but we do if you pay retail. (laughs) Yes. You know, and I was like, Plato's Closet wants to give me like 18 cents for this. Like this is, you know, not acceptable. And so I learned about Poshmark and just tried it out. And it was obviously super slow at first, um, especially given the kind of stuff that I was selling. But um, I just, you know, was kind of doing it as a hobby, but I have a really, really addictive personality. Like when I get into something, I get into it hard. And so, yes, like I just, I don't know, like I just went down the rabbit hole of like wanting to make more sales and just wanting to learn more about it. And that's when I kind of found some people's YouTube channels and quickly learned that there were people doing this full time. And I was like, what in the world? Like learn that people were selling stuff, um, that they were finding at like thrift stores and stuff. And so I, you know, started off pretty hot and heavy. Like I just, you know, was like, let's go sourcing. Like I want to try buying stuff at, you know, a thrift store. And I like dragged my husband with me. And of course, like the first hundred times that I went, like I just picked up garbage every time. Like every time I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I'm finding great stuff. No one wanted it. I was making like $4 here and there, but, um, you know, for me, I feel like that's the best way to learn is just to like jump into it and make tons of mistakes, like list stuff that no one wants just to learn like, oh, nobody actually wants this. Cool. But like in the process, you're, you know, just growing that skill set of photographing stuff and listing stuff and looking up comps and um, none of that goes to waste. Like even if you do pick up a couple hundred duds, like it's still not a waste in my opinion, because you're still learning how to do what is reselling, you know? And so that's kind of how I started. Um, after about like a year of solid reselling um, and kind of like being a part of the Instagram community and just sharing like whatever tips I was learning along the way. Um, that's really what I was doing on Instagram and um, just kind of how I was building community and how I was engaging with other people was just, I was so hungry to learn more. Um, and that's when I kind of decided maybe like a year, year and a half in that I wanted to start my own YouTube channel. And so I did that. Um, and I don't know, I've just kind of been growing at my own pace and, um, with what I'm comfortable with since then, I, um, do have a full-time job. I'm a high school choir teacher, which is like a pretty busy job. Like, to be honest, like in the, what is it? Eight to three, like, you know, that's kind of like school hours, like eight to three 30. Mm-hmm. It's not that busy for me in terms of like, I don't have that many classes. I don't have like papers to grade, but where it's busy for me is with like before and after school rehearsals and performances and stuff like that. So it's not yeah. your typical yeah. like nine to five job. It's, it is a lot of hours. 
Um, but you know, reselling is something that you can kind of squeeze in to whatever pockets of time you have. Um, I am married with two kids, like Daniela said. Um, and I don't know, I just kind of do what makes me happy and try to fit it all into the 24 hours I have in a day and just kind of go from there. Which is people always say to me, and I'm sure they say to you too, like, how do you do it all? You work a full-time job and you do YouTube and you do this and you do that. it's like, I don't know, I enjoy doing it and it it makes me happy. So I find the time to do the stuff that I enjoy doing. I think that's the most important thing. And Lori and I talk about this a lot too, is like, if you enjoy the items that you're picking up, if you enjoy the things that you're doing and reselling, you're going to find the time to do it. And you're going to enjoy that time that you do. It's not going to feel like work to you. And that applies to like everything in life, working out, whatever you name it. Like if you're enjoying yourself, it's not work. A hundred percent. And I think, I think that is, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head is reselling for me is so fun Mm -hmm. it's not like oh like I have to photograph all this stuff or like oh like I mean listing is not super fun (laughs) let's be honest yeah like like that I mean there are there are aspects of reselling that are not super fun but as a whole it's fun and I think what I like about it is that it is so different from my job Mm -hmm. as a teacher as a teacher I just get paid a salary I could do nothing I could and there are teachers that do that right like I could just Mm -hmm. show up to work and like literally do nothing. And I will get paid the same amount as the person in the next room who is like pouring their heart and soul into their job. Um, and so, I mean, I like to think that I'm not like the do nothing type of teacher, but it is kind of cool to have this kind of like quote unquote job where it's not salary based. It's very much so like whatever you put in, you're going to get mm-hmm. out. And there's something about that. That's very like intriguing to me and very exciting to me. And Um, it's almost like a game to me. Like, I just want to see like, how much can I get out of it? You know? And so even though there are aspects of it that I do detest, like I hate listing and, you know, I hate cleaning stuff and whatever, but the overall idea of, okay, let's see how much I can put in so that I can see how much I can get out. Like that's pretty fascinating to me and, and a ton of fun. So I, that's how I look at it too. I look at it as a game and that's the way I explain it to like my husband and to my mom and everyone. Cause um, and we can talk about this. Sometimes family doesn't understand what our yeah. driving force is behind this because to yeah. them, it's like, where did this even come from? Why are you <laughs> taking clothes from a store, cleaning it and doing whatever it is that you're doing, photographing it, listing it, packing it, shipping it? Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And I, I look at it as a game because I usually have a goal in mind. So when we were looking for a house, the goal was, okay, I have this amount of debt that I have to pay off. Then we have this amount of money that we need to save to buy a house. And to me, that was part of the game was, okay, I have this thing that I do. And I have all these other aspects of this thing that I do like the podcast, like YouTube, what can I do to reach X amount? Right. And, and hit that. And for me, it's always been, okay. Seem to be getting some traction here on Poshmark. I seem to be, um, you know, I understand the things I'm picking up and these are the things that are selling. I'm going to really focus on that and see how much of this, this stuff I can sell by the end of the week to make whatever. And then like next week I want to hit even more. And then next week I want to hit even more. So yeah, it is like a game. Mm-hmm. And I think the, my family now is starting to understand it even more because the, they're seeing the success and the things that I've accomplished now from it. Um, I know at first my husband was and very always supportive. My husband's always been supportive, but he was always like, well, why are you spending so much time doing this? Yes. I don't understand why you're spending so much time on the podcast, or I don't understand why you're spending so much time on creating these YouTube videos. Like you really think you're going to get money out of YouTube. And now he sits back and he's like, well, I I was a fool for questioning you. Like, I see why you spent so much time into it, but I see the vision and I go for it. Just like you, I am like, I am all in and it's going to be successful. And if it's not, okay, it's on me, but I did the best that I could. Yes. And, and learn something along the way and gain skills that maybe, you know, they weren't completely applicable to what you were trying to achieve at that moment, but they're Mm -hmm. skills that you can apply towards your next, you know, Mm -hmm. adventure and your next vision. So yeah, nothing is a waste, especially if you're able to look at it like that, for sure. Yeah. So how's your family with reselling? Like, I know your husband this summer helped you because you were both teachers, correct? Yes. So So my husband teaches first grade. And similar to your husband at the beginning was like, what the, (laughs) what are you doing? 
deep does this rabbit hole go? Like, I don't understand. And again, like, I'm just like that about everything. Like I, Mm -hmm. there was a period of time where I was like obsessed with gardening and I would spend all this time in the garden, (laughs) like watching all these gardening YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. It's not like I made any money like gardening. I just wanted to do it. (laughs) Yes. I just spent so much money on it, if anything, and so much time. I like got super into planning, which I'm like looking at all my planning supplies. (laughs) Like there's this weird, very small niche, like decorative planning community and I yes like so I have all these like weird things that I will pour myself into and you know not too long ago my husband and I were talking about like just different things and at one point the idea of like giving up reselling came up and I was like I mean if that's like the best thing to do like I'll just do it you know and he was like but you're just gonna take that time and put it into something else. He's like, I'm learning that that's how you're wired here. You know, it's like, you just don't know how to like sit back with free time and just like watch TV and like veg no, I out. Can't like, do that. I can't do that. Exactly. And I, it's funny because I feel like I used to be really good at that. Like I used to be able to play like Sims for like eight hours and be like, oh my God, like eight hours have passed. But I guess even that, right. Like playing Sims for eight hours mm-hmm. is like, again, same like, thing. It's, yes. Again, I have a very addictive personality. That's why I've never let myself try drugs. Like it would be game over, you know, like it would just be like, (laughs) I just, you know, so I, knowing that about myself um, and him knowing that about me, I think at first he was very weary because he could see as he looked into the future, oh my God, like this could be not only time consuming, but it could take up a lot of money too. You know, like she could just spend and spend and spend and maybe there's, you know, a version of this where we don't actually recoup any of this money, nevertheless, like actually make money off this stuff. Right. Right. But, and this is, this is kind of what I say to people who ask me the same question as they ask you, like, how do you do it all? Or like, how do you, how do you get your partner to support your reselling journey? Right. And I tell them, my husband became super supportive the moment he realized that this was really going to make us money. And it was really going to mm-hmm. put money in the bank, you know? Yeah. Um, the second, it's not necessarily just something that you're doing for fun and it's just a hobby and you're just like going out and thrifting. But like the, the moment they realize there's consistent cash coming in, that's when my husband was like, so how do I help you? <laughs> like, how do I and get on board? Exactly. And that's where my husband's at too right now, but he's on the, I don't want, he wants something to do with the thrifting clothing part. He's looking at Amazon and he's like, okay, how can I, so how cool. can I go into yeah. Amazon and build that up? And then yeah. maybe one day us both get to a point where this is what we're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. when that light bulb goes off in a husband's head, you're like, okay, we're on yes. the same page here now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so, you know, and he, like, I feel like our family structure is not quote unquote traditional and it's not maybe what people would expect. And you can't see this on a podcast, but I am Asian. And I think especially within like Asian families, there's this kind of stereotype or yes. Right. Of like Mm -hmm. the woman's going to be at home and raise the kids and keep the house and do all these things. But even like growing up, my parents weren't really like that. Like my mom worked at the post office and she worked from like 3 30 PM to like midnight. And my dad was a pastor. And so my dad was home all the time, you know, his like, I mean, not that like he didn't work throughout the week, but like he worked, I guess from Mm -hmm. home, you could say. And my mom was the one who was out. So my dad was the one at home, like cooking and cleaning and doing the dishes and laundry and stuff like that. And it's just really funny because somehow that's kind of the family model that we have in our house now where I really am out like doing stuff a lot, even just with my full-time job, Mm -hmm. even before I really did um, any sort of reselling, my husband um, was taking care of a lot of stuff around the house. He is a much better cook than I am. Like he's just better at things like cleaning. Like he doesn't really let me do the laundry anymore. Like I can't remember the last time I did laundry because he doesn't think that I'll do as good of a job as him. And he's right. Like he's much more like ridiculous about the stains and stuff and making sure that, you know, everything is good to go. So even with reselling, we just play to our strengths, you know? So he, he actually does enjoy thrifting. Like, I think I can go for longer than he can, but like the time that he does it, he's a very meticulous thrifter. Like he looks through every single article of clothing. If something doesn't have a tag, he like looks at all the tags, like see what the brand is. And he'll like, you know, look up comps and stuff. Like he's very meticulous, um, which is really cool. 
And, you know, for him, it's like a treasure hunt. So he really gets excited if he finds something um, good, but he usually just got, like goes to the men's area, but he'll look through women's stuff too. Um, he is the one, like if there's a stain in something or, you know, if we go to the bins and need to wash a bunch of stuff, like he'll take care of that. He um, has gotten really good at like photography. The things that he won't do are like listing, not that like he won't, but it's kind of like, that's all he has time for now. You know, it's like, right. not even like he does the photograph or photographing. Yes. I can't say that word sometimes. <laughs> like not that he like photographs throughout the year because he is so busy with his job and then like taking care of stuff at home. But um, yeah, like when he has time to do stuff, it, it really is like mainly photographing and um, uh, like cleaning stuff. And I have like friends too who will just like help sometimes like they help out with random things I have friends who like to help me ship and I don't know you know it just it it takes a village sometimes and I have a really great one so yeah you got that right my husband's the same as yours he um so he works from home so he's cleaning all day when I come home there's nothing for me to do besides cook dinner so it's nice um sometimes he does most of the laundry too sometimes I miss doing laundry and I'll do it (laughs) yeah when I don't not miss it at all you're weird but good for you <laughs> well since I don't have kids yet I'm sure once I have children it'll be different they'll be like oh you want to do it all have a blast yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a good time I love that though I love that he gets involved and that he wants to thrift with you and all that I think yeah. I think some people struggle with that and you know and yeah. you you learn how to work around it I you know my husband does not come thrifting with me anymore he did in the beginning um, he doesn't anymore. He's like, you're good on your own. You don't, you don't need yeah. me anymore. But in the beginning, yeah. he used to come with me and that's how we yeah. learned different brands together. Yeah. He would help me authenticate different things. Like wow. we just, it was really fun to do it together in the beginning. And then I think as I grew to, um, I just kind of wanted that separation a little bit to like, I knew yeah. what I was looking for. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I knew what sold for me and the, the, the brands I need to look for and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's great that he does that with you. I think it's nice to see that little power couple duo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like YouTube kind of stuff, like he wants nothing to do with it. I always Um, try to like get little snippets of him in videos and he's like, oh my gosh. Um, But the way that he helps with YouTube is he knows how much time it takes to like edit a video and this and that. So he'll be like, okay, I'm going to take the kids for two hours. Like go, you know, like he's like, like get it done. Um, and I think it's that kind of stuff where, you know, I, there are some couples where like one of the people does the editing and one of the people, you know, I mean, there are ways to split it, but like, for me, it really is. He just gives me the time, you know, like he'll take the kids. And, um, so he is supportive in his own way. And I think that's what makes sense. You know, like, I think it's silly to like, look at let's, you know, let's use the example of like, um, Ryan and Allie from Rally Roots and to be yeah. like, look at them. Like, why can't we be more like them? <laughs> it's like, cause we're not like, we're not right. them. You That's know? Like, not who we are as people. Exactly. Yeah. And I think there are people though, who they get kind of trapped in that mindset of like, but this is what it's supposed to look like. Well, no, like you need to look at your relationship and mm-hmm. how the two of you function both separate, like you were talking about and together mm-hmm. and figure out what works. And at the end of the day, maybe just one person really does not want to have anything to do with the reselling side of things. And if that's the case, like that's fine. And if anything, that just means it's like completely yours and you get to do it exactly how you want. And there's something really powerful about that too. But um, yeah, I think there is sometimes a lot of time wasted with people wishing that it was a different way or thinking that it should be yeah. another way, but it's like, just look at what you've got. And that's pretty amazing. Work with you know, it. It all. Make it work, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Work with it. And then also whatever you see on social media is not always the way so it is hundred percent. So yes, that's very true. Yes. <laughs> I think we all tend to forget that sometimes when we watch different exactly. things and yeah. you know, you see highlight reels and you're like, but why, yes. why can't I be a blogger in the UK and have yeah. all these brands send me things? <laughs> Why can't that be my life? Because it's not, Daniela, and you need to move on from that. And these people have been doing it for years. <laughs> yes. yes. But one day, who knows? You never know. You never know. Yeah. Uh, where do you see your reselling business going? Like, do you have a long-term plan? Is it kind of like, I'm just taking it day by day and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Like, what's, yeah. what's your vision? So, you know, to some degree, I am at a crossroads in yeah. that... I feel like as far as reselling is concerned, 
there's always opportunities to do things smarter and to be more efficient yeah. and whatnot. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I feel like this is about as big as I can take it um, on my own, given my time constraints and right. given, you know, all these other things. Um, so it's kind of a matter of like, is it important to me? Like, where do I want to go from here? You know, like, do I want to just stay the course and keep doing what I'm doing? Um, which I don't think is horrible. I've been doing it for however many years I've been doing it to some degree. I wonder if it's sustainable just because, Mm -hmm. you know, the secret to getting it all done is that you get it all done. And that means you're sleeping less than normal people. It means you're sacrificing a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not like I find more hours in the day. Like I'm just squeezing it all into the time that I have. And, um, you know, like, I don't know how much longer I can keep going like this. And so the question becomes, okay, so what is the next step then? Is it to pull back and say, right. I don't really need to be doing all that I'm doing. Um, I think that is difficult given again, my addictive personality that we talked about and just that drive to like do better and to push myself and whatnot um, is the answer to uh, like hire people is the answer to go full time and quit teaching. Right. So there's a lot of different ways that this could go. And I don't know what the answer is yet because I, I don't know for sure what the end goal is yet, you know? Um, so I don't know. It's something I have been thinking a lot about though. I have been like weighing all the options and, um, you know, my, my husband and I have a lot of conversations about it, but, um, I don't know. The The good news though, is that I, I do think that all the different options, like in all of them, at the end of them, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm doing something that's fulfilling and, you know, so. Yeah. yeah I, um, I tend to struggle with this and this kind of goes into the next thing of like balancing full-time work and, and mm-hmm. reselling and stuff. And I, find myself at a similar crossroads often where I'm I'm just sitting here and and I don't I don't know what I want to do with myself what do I want to do in my life like what what what's the end goal why don't why am I going to continue doing this if I keep growing what am I going to do with all this growth do I want the growth do I not want the growth do I want to keep making all this extra money do I want to just call it quits one day and say I'm done like I don't I don't know a part of me thinks that I'll never stop because it's who I am as a person Mm -hmm. um and another part of me says well if I don't stop and I continue seeing all this growth well this could change my life in Mm -hmm a completely different direction that I never saw it coming and it could lead me to this place that I never thought I could reach right and maybe that means full-time being a whatever you would call me besides a reseller a youtuber whatever just a Mm -hmm. figure on the internet creator right a content creator of some sort um I I don't know I, I feel like the there are so many opportunities now that didn't exist even five years ago yes for people um mm-hmm especially in this niche, this niche has just grown to a level that I don't think people have been doing this longer than us ever realized it could get to. And, and these are questions that I think we'll always ask ourselves. And I don't think I have the personality to ever be satisfied. I'm definitely not someone that's ever satisfied with anything. I always want more in everything in life that I do. It's just who I am. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I feel you on that. It's conversations that we, my husband and I just had a conversation about this the other, uh, last night yeah. where it's like, we just, we just got this house. So it, I can't do anything. I, I couldn't leave my job anytime soon. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But if this ever grew in the next five years to a point where it's now making me double what I am right now, mm-hmm. plus my salary. And well, now we're, it's a different conversation, yeah. but these are all like, there's just all these possibilities and it's overwhelming when you think about it. It is. And, and I think it comes back to, again, like knowing yourself, knowing your family dynamic and all those Mm -hmm. things. Cause a conversation that I've been having with a friend of mine a lot lately too, is like, what's the difference between an employee and a partner. But then I also think Mm -hmm. about it in terms of like, what's the difference between an employee and an entrepreneur, you know? And I think that Um, there are certain people who would not be able to take reselling or or 
content creation to that level of like, this is what I'm doing full time because they're very happy with just like that employee mindset of, yep. I'm just going to clock in. I'm just going to do the work that I'm supposed to do. And then when it's done, like I'm done with it, I'm done thinking about it. And I go home to do the things that I want to do. But I think that for entrepreneurs, especially those who have like the drive to keep growing something and to um, see how big they can take something, mm -hmm. they're never really able to shut off from like work mode. You know, it's always, it's always in the back of their mind. They're always thinking about something. They're always dreaming about something. And I think that's what I've learned about myself is like, I'm not really an employee. Like I don't have that mindset. I don't have, that's just not how I was built. Even as a teacher, like um, there are a lot of choir teachers out there who do a lot less than me and they, we get paid the same, you know, like it's the same salary, but for me, it's always like, but like, what else can I take my kids to? Or like, what other competition can we do? Or yep. how, how, how else can I, whatever, and like how many more rehearsals can I play? <laughs> and it drives my husband up the wall. Cause he's like, even if you didn't do all that, you would get paid the same amount. And I'm like, I know, but it's That's like, not the point. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's always, but how can I make this the best that it can be? How can I help these kids, you know, achieve their fullest potential? And I think knowing that about myself now, I'm realizing like, I have what it takes to like, do whatever it takes to get the job done and to keep dreaming. And I think that that's the hardest thing right now is I do, I have all these dreams and I have all these visions of like, all the different like side roads I can add to my. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Business, I don't know if you, yeah, like just my whatever. Right, um, right. But I don't have the time to sit there and learn about those things and to fully flush them out. Like for example, I'd love to incorporate something like the real, real, like more, like I don't do the real, real at all, right? But I'd love to add that somewhat more passive component to my reselling mm -hmm. business. Um, I was doing thread up a little bit, like still kind of doing that, but um, because I don't have the time to sit there and like really learn the ins and outs of it, it's just not something I've done yet. I want to get into Amazon. I don't have the time to sit there and like really figure it out. And um, again, I'm only one person. So it's like, but yeah, so because I can envision like all the different side roads of where this could go that's also frustrating to me because it's like but I just don't have the time to, to flush those things out um so yeah because of those things too and like understanding more of how I'm wired it's yeah at some point though I have to make some sort of decision and say like this is what I'm going to do and I just have to be okay with it you know yeah so, yeah. yeah I I I hear that on many levels yeah I think um <laughs> When you are a full-time employee outside the home, like I don't consider myself and Lori and I have talked about this and, you know, I stopped saying part-time reseller because I, I'm really not like, that's not really a thing. I am a reseller. I am my YouTuber. I'm a podcaster. I kind of do it all. Reselling yes. is a component of what I do, mm -hmm. but even that is not on a part-time basis. I, if, if I were to literally clock in now, all the times that I'm thinking about reselling, yes. doing something or reselling, I am probably working more than my 35 hour, which is a lie up, but a 35 hour on paper work week that I do at work. Like mm -hmm. I'm probably working a good 60 to 70 hours on just like the whole reselling yes. realm of everything between mm -hmm. Instagram, podcast, YouTube, Patreon, you name it. It's, yes. it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So now I'm working, you and I work full-time jobs. And mm -hmm. while we're at these full-time jobs, how many times do you think a day you're thinking about reselling and YouTube and all the things you need to do? Oh, a bazillion. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's crazy. It's always, yeah. So people it always ask, how do you find the balance? There is no balance. <laughs> there is none. I mean, you try to create a balance. Yeah. You try to have separation. At least mm -hmm. I try to have separation, Yeah. but it's very difficult when you're so yeah. invested in something. It is. It is. And so for me, like, you know, so I teach and 
there are hours during the day when I'm teaching in front of kids and then hours when I'm in my right. office and I'm prepping and whatever. Right. Um, for me, I just try to do my very best to say like, look, I'm not going to have my phone like mm-hmm. in the room with me when I'm teaching. Sometimes I have to, cause I have to use it for like, a, I have to play a track off of it or I have to like whatever. Um, but yeah, it's very distracting when I see like an offer come in and I'm like, oh, like, what? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, and then it like pulls me from my full-time job. Um, but yeah, I think the, the piece of that, that is, um, the most difficult for me and that I do want to like get better at is finding that balance between, uh, reselling and family. I think, I think that's something that to be honest, I do suck at and I have to get better at it. Um, yeah, because again, that's, that's the thing, right. About like being, having kind of that entrepreneurial spirit is like, you're just always thinking about like, what more can I do? And you're not able to turn that part of your brain off. So you're never really off the clock and you are kind of quote unquote, always working. And you're always thinking about like, but what could I be doing right now Mm -hmm. to further my business? And when that gets in the way of you spending quality time with like your kids or your partner or whatever, that's where it can get really dangerous, you know? And, um, you know, I'm still learning, like, how, how can I be better about that? Like, how can I be fully present. And in the same way, I think like if I'm being really intentional about it, it means my phone is like charging somewhere. It's like not on me. Even like, I love my Apple watch, but like that's super distracting too. Cause I get it the is. notifications and, you know, um, but to like, just fully put that stuff away and say, whatever happens can wait. And I need to spend this time with my kids, but it, it's hard when it's like, we're not like really doing anything like we're just like there together and I'm like okay if we're not like actually baking cookies or like reading a book or something like, <laughs> I'm just gonna like be editing pictures off to the side okay <laughs> like, yeah. um yeah that that's something that for me is hard and I it's worth it to me to like be better at finding that balance you know so if you have tips, please throw them my way. <laughs> Cause I yeah I'm, the only I'm, tip that I can give you is shut notifications off. Yes shut them off. I don't. Okay. Even that I, this is kind of a sidebar, but like I, we, my, my students performed at the pep rally at school and I had to Mm -hmm. play the track off of my phone from like the football field PA system. Right. So I had like my phone plugged into the PA system. I put my phone on do not disturb because I was like, I don't want anything to happen way of this performance. My phone is on do not disturb. I think it was my dentist, but like someone calls me during the performance while one of the kids is singing a solo and my phone, like the music just stops. The entire school is like, the music stopped. I'm like, oh my God. I declined the call. I'm like, how did that happen? Like I put That's strange. I think it's because like my phone was on. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, I think it works. Like if your phone is just, like next to you and you're not on it or whatever if it's on do not disturb you're not oh, gonna maybe. get phone calls and stuff but if you're on your phone you're still gonna get the notifications and stuff so epic fail very upset. <laughs> I know I apologize profusely to my kids they felt so bad and Aww. it was like a four second delay you know before I realized what was happening but yeah yes but you're right like Shut it off. <laughs> you don't need them trust me you yeah. don't need them because you're going to go into the app anyways and you're going to see exactly. this over there exactly that's what you need yeah. to do I don't have any notifications that pop up on my phone my husband has like a million of them I can't stand it I have text yeah. message I have phone calls I don't want to know about anything else I even shut my email one off I don't that's want awesome. to know I yeah. have to disconnect at some point that's awesome um, so that's what I do. I'm still yeah. checking Poshmark and eBay, whatever, constantly. I mean, I can't yeah. help it. It's just, yeah. it's like ingrained. It's, it's a yeah. habit, Yeah. but I don't need the notification on my phone because it yeah. actually gives me anxiety. If I'm sitting at work and if it were to pop up my Apple watch while I'm at work and I'm working on spreadsheets, it wouldn't be a good time. Yeah. Everything, yeah. Would, it just wouldn't be good for me. Yeah. So that's the one thing I struggle with that I want to find balance and same thing, like related to family and spending time with family is I can't really source after work. Like, I guess I could, and I have done it and I've done it like on my lunch breaks and stuff, but like, I'm too tired mm-hmm. to go to thrift stores at like 5 PM, 5 30, mm-hmm. 6 PM. I just want to go home. Yeah. You know what I mean, so my only time to really source is Saturday, mm-hmm. which I like to do things 
you know, go out and, you know, do my errands or, or hang out at yeah. home and not do anything. Doesn't ever happen. I'm usually out all day from like eight to four doing things wow. for reselling yeah. and then coming home and then filming a video and then doing this and doing that. And it's like, how do I find that balance and not, and you know what it is too, is having that fear of like missing out on something because yeah. I haven't gone sourcing all week long. Mm-hmm. And now I'm only limited to Saturday where it's super busy and everyone's out on a Saturday in thrift stores. Mm-hmm. And now forget it. I'm really not going to find anything. So I need to hit up all these different stores and make sure I get there. I've gotten mm-hmm. better with it, but it's still one of those things that like, I have to control myself and be like, all right, you have two hours, go to one place, spend mm-hmm. the two hours there if you want. And then you got to come back and then you have to tackle whatever it is you have to tackle at home and and spend time with family and all of that but it is a difficult bridge to cross it is yeah but the first step is recognizing this is how I'm wired Mm -hmm. and so I got to just make it work based off of that you know knowing like I can't source after five and I know you're really good too about like finding ways to source online and you know you know just finding ways to make it work and have product and all that kind of stuff um I feel like the idea of going sourcing energizes me. It could be like 9 p.m. and I'm like, let's go. (laughs) You know, like I guess I'm saying. But yeah, like, and that, that again is why it's so important not to compare yourself to anyone else because like, you're just not wired the same way as anyone else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are some people that literally will drive themselves into the ground. Mm -hmm. um, And just because they can do that does not mean that you have to function like that, you know? Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, please. (laughs) What would you say is, and then we'll move on from here. We'll talk about you too. But what would you say is like your reason for reselling? Like we all have a reason why we do it. Um, I think it's a couple things. I think, I mean, I like the fashion piece of it. I have always liked fashion. It's not like I've ever been like the most fashionable person in the world, but I do enjoy it and I do enjoy like the sustainable piece of it and like saving the earth and all that stuff right like I do um I enjoy the community aspect of it I think all of those things however wouldn't be enough for me to keep doing it if it weren't for just again me just being the kind of person that I am and having the drive that I have to succeed at something and to learn as much as I can about something. And I think that's what is so addicting about reselling is that you can never get to a place where you can say, I've learned everything there is to know that doesn't exist. Like not only in just the kinds of items you source, like if you're like, I've literally learned everything that there is to know about sourcing clothing, then there's that whole world of hard goods that you now have to, you know, like you you can never say I've learned everything that there is to know. And I think that is just so exciting to me that there's always something to learn and not just in terms of like sourcing, but ways to resell and platforms to resell on. And there's just like unlimited potential for growth, you know? And then on top of that, like finding other things that I never in my wildest dreams thought I would ever do things like, you know, being on YouTube, even like, having any sort of Instagram presence. Like I just never thought that that would be me and I still suck at it. Like my feed is ridiculous. Like, it's not like I do like the whole like um, curated. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. Like I'll scroll through my feed sometimes and I'm like, why do people follow me? Like, this is a hot mess. (laughs) This Um, is a true story. And I was trying to find a picture of you to put in the, in the, (laughs) I was like, really Becky I literally have no picture to choose from besides you making funny faces at the camera I was like all right here's Becky sitting at a computer that's what we're going with yes I I cannot like I just it's like I can't it's not who you are as a person Becky it really is not like it's so like I have a I have a lot of friends who are like photographers and videographers and like one of my closest friends who does photography on the side she's a teacher too but she's always like can we like do a photo shoot for you? So you have like actual pictures of yourself. And I'm like, you know, what's going to happen. Like, I'm just going to feel so awkward. And like, I don't know, like, it's just weird from anyway, but yeah, like I think too, because there are all of those like side um, avenues of like income streams and whatever, like all these different things that you can do. Sponsorships and learn. Yes. Um, 
it's like it's just the wild wild west out here like there's just and I think it's that piece of me that keeps me here you know is that like man there really is room for everyone to succeed in their own right um there's yeah it really comes down to like how hard are you willing to work and basically I'm willing to outwork whoever I need to outwork to like you know stay relevant and stay in the game um and that's something I teach my kids all the time I'm like you know it it doesn't really matter how talented you are because there are a lot of talented people out there without record deals or they don't have Mm -hmm. you know a million followers on you know uh Spotify or whatever and I was like but really like the difference is they've got talent and they've got the work ethic, you know? And mm-hmm. that's what I'm always trying to instill in my students is like talent can only get you so far. Right. And it took me a really long time. Cause I really did not have any work ethic to speak of like all throughout, I feel like high school and college. Um, but I don't know, like things just started clicking once I realized like, you know, you put this much in, you get this much out. And I think um, that's why I'm so like passionate about getting that message across to my kids too. But um, yeah, it's just exciting to see, you know, to get out as much as I've been getting out, you know, and to know like, wow, but that number could be even bigger or like Mm -hmm. that impact can be even bigger. Um, So I don't know. I think that's probably what keeps me, you know, doing this the most. It started off as just reselling, but it's grown into something else, which is kind yeah, of like where I'm at. Just, I have clothes that I want to make. Yeah, money I need on. to get rid of clothes and maybe buy something new and maybe make some yes. extra bucks. You know, yes, that's how it started, mm-hmm. and here we are. <laughs> so Becky Park. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's crazy, and that's yeah. how people know you. They know you as Becky Park on Poshmark. That is that yeah. is who you are, right? And you're also a YouTube star in the reselling community. I know you probably hate to hear that, but you are an influential, (laughs) you're an influential member of the reselling community who is on YouTube. Like that's just the way it is. (laughs) Whether you like to hear it or not, (laughs) you know, but, but you do have a presence, whether it be on Instagram or Poshmark or YouTube, YouTube is where I would say, um, that's how I came to find out who you were was mm-hmm. on YouTube. That is where I feel like your presence is really known because people watch mm-hmm. your videos, they learn from you, you show them mm-hmm. things that you do. You're practical in the way that you um, disseminate information to people. I think that's really important is everyone's at all different levels. And I think the way that you do it and, and showing that like, I'm a mom, I'm a teacher, but I do this, like mm-hmm. you can do it too kind of thing, I think is so important. And you've seen success from it. Um, so I, I know you touched on it before that you started the YouTube channel, but like, what was the actual driving force to wind to start the YouTube channel? Was it just to teach other people and show people your journey? Or was it a little bit more than that? Like, did you envision like being this monetized reseller, you know, making an extra stream of income? Yeah. Doing these videos. So when, when I first even like admitted to myself, Hey, this would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, I think it was more just like, I was watching a lot of YouTube and I was seeing what people were doing. And I was like, I feel like I could do that in the sense of like, I teach already. Um, I talk a lot. <laughs> like I will never run out of things to say. Um, and Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I don't know. I, there was just a part of me that felt like as far as like getting in front of a camera and like you said, disseminating information and just like teaching, I was like, I feel like I could be decent at that. Like, I feel like I could do that. And then especially as I was watching, I was really hungry to see someone who looked like me in terms of a part-time reseller, even maybe like an Asian, even someone like in the Midwest, like, you know, there were things that I was like, okay, like you're sharing really good information there's a lot of it that does not apply to me because of the fact that we're so different in all these different ways. And that's when I was like, maybe there are people out there who would like to see someone like me, you know? 
um, someone who's part-time, someone who lives in a college town with not like the greatest inventory around, you know, like I was like, maybe that would be helpful to someone. So it was something that I was, I started thinking about. And as I was thinking about it again, because of the addictive personality and because of like the, you know, I'm either, you know, all in or nothing. Um, I was watching all these YouTube channels about YouTube. Like how do you start a YouTube channel? How do you grow your YouTube channel? How do you get subs? How do you do X, Y, and Z? Right. So I was watching all these videos and learning as much as I could all without even, you know, knowing if I would ever take the plunge or not. Um, I had a friend who randomly like found out that I had this whole like side life as a reseller and that I was on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And he was really the one who encouraged me to say like, you need to just take the plunge and do it. Like you need to just sit down and record your first video. He had a small YouTube channel. So he knew a little bit of, you know, how to, um, start one and how to get the ball rolling and so he volunteered to film for me and edit for me and he's the one that made my bumper and um the song that I use for all of my videos is actually a former student of mine who has um recorded a few albums um and so we just kind of put it all together it was so exciting and then after the first three videos he was like I I gotta bounce like I am really busy I cannot help you with this and I was like um now (laughs) what Yeah, I was like, uh, wow, but I had made this commitment to my 12 subscribers. of like, I'm going to show up, you know, week after week, I'm gonna, you know, upload this many videos. And so I just figured it out. Like I just sat there with iMovie and thankfully I had a little bit of experience, like having to make like audition videos for right. like my acapella groups. And, you know, it's not like it was my first time opening up iMovie, but I just figured it out. And, um, plugged along, you know, pulled lots of late nights, just trying to get stuff done. And here we are, you know, Mm -hmm. so I don't know, I, it was something that um, I really needed the encouragement of a friend to say, like, you can do this, and you'd be great at this. And um, he really was the one that made me decide because my husband was kind of like this is just gonna be another thing that takes you away from family and like blah 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 like you know like yeah. Yeah. you're so gonna be on the internet you better not say anything about your personal life like yeah, my yeah, husband's yeah, in yeah, law yeah. so it's like oh, you better yeah. not mention anything ever and I'm like don't yes. worry I know the rules yeah <laughs> yes so there's so much to it right and yeah um but yeah at some point I think it really was like having someone else who believed in me so much. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is like random people. Like, it's not even like this was like a super good friend of mine, you know, but sometimes it's the most random people, oftentimes not the ones closest to you in your Mm -hmm. life. Um, And those people are placed in your life at those very moments for a reason, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just took it as a sign, ran with it. And here we are. (laughs) How many subs do you have now, Becky? Um, like 20. that's awesome and how long have you had the youtube channel now i started in i want to say 2019 okay so i i mean that's it's pretty big growth there becky yeah so it'll be almost three years it'll be three years in um february yeah yeah 22.2 subscribers yeah that's pretty awesome (laughs) yeah it's you know it's my YouTube journey has been pretty typical in that I've never had a video go viral and just like take off. I've never, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just been a really slow and steady growth, you know, inconsistency. I think just like anything else. Yes. You know, so, um, I'm, I'm definitely not the biggest YouTuber in our niche. I'm definitely not the fastest growing one, but you know, I, I'm consistent. The growth is consistent. Like, it's well, and you share more. relevant information to yeah. your subscribers that, um, like, you know, you share things about what's sold on different platforms or your flops or your wins or, you know, your experiences of like going to consignment stores now and finding these different brands that yeah. when you were maybe solely just a bins shopper, you weren't finding as much. Yeah. And I think yeah. just sharing that and, and showing your growth along the way is what people really want to see they want to see that a person just like them is evolving yes. and developing and they can kind of not that you want to mimic it but you can model certain behaviors that this person's yeah. doing that you're watching to get to that next stage yes. depending on where you are right in For the world sure. um yeah and I just think that's great and being a teacher I think is helpful when it comes to making a YouTube channel because you just 
um, I think with a teacher background, and I can speak from experience, you just understand different modalities of teaching and giving information to people. So whether yeah. it be visuals and auditory and all, you know, all these different things, um, it makes the YouTube channel a little more engaging maybe I think it's sometimes yeah. um, not saying that other channels are not engaging because that's not true at all but I think when you put in different elements of teaching um, yeah it, it's helpful yes yes for sure and I think you know like you were saying I can only share what I know I can mm -hmm. only share my journey and you know it it can get if I'm being 100% honest it can be frustrating when I see other YouTubers who are like newer to the game and they're like blowing up, but you know, they're able to kind of post these like very sensational videos because that's the kind of stuff that they're doing. You know, like they're able to buy out entire thrift stores or they're able to have yeah. these like $8,000 weeks um, because of, again, the circumstances of their life and the fact that maybe they are mm -hmm. full time or maybe they're doing this like with a partner and um, you know, it, it can it's very tempting to get lost in kind of these uh, pity parties of just like, oh, like it's not even worth it for me to try then because I'm just talking about such like normal everyday things. But like you said, people want to see that kind of stuff too because that's their life. Like there are very few people out there who are able to do some of these really big sensational things. And so, yeah, like I'm, I'm completely okay and comfortable with targeting like the normal everyday, <laughs> like part-time reseller who's just starting out and sharing with them what has worked for me. Um, and I'm also very comfortable with the fact that like, I'm not gonna be everyone's favorite. And mm -hmm. some people have been very vocal about that and that's fine, <laughs> like, you know, but that's the beauty of YouTube too, is that there are so many different people out there and so many different kinds of teachers. And, yep. you know, you're gonna find that you enjoy watching certain people more than others. And so I'm just one of the options, right? Like you are mm -hmm. one of the options. And that's a really cool thing too, is you kind of get to pick and choose your teacher. <laughs> and like, it's um, true. yeah, I'm out there for the ones that like a girl who can get sidetracked really easily. <laughs> like, just, you know, likes so, to have a good time, likes to have a good time and keeps it real. And, you know, like, yeah. I'm there for you. Yeah, so. same. I'm definitely not that YouTuber that does her hair and makeup before she films. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Take me as I am. I really don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You and know? if that's important to you, then there are people who do put Absolutely. a lot of thought and effort into that. And you can find that person. So, yep. yeah. Not my thing. But yeah. leading off of that, Becky does have a YouTube course, which I was a part of which Becky reached out to me and asked me to be a part of. So yes. thank you, Becky, for that. It was a really good time. I've met so many people. It's a great cohort of people in there. And, um, you know, I, I, the there's so much YouTube information out there. There's Nick Nimmin. There's all these different people that you can watch on YouTube that teach you all the things that you need to know about YouTube. Yes. But the the thing that Becky's course taught me was, you know, how, and yes, there was the basic, I want to say basic, but the analytic information on there, right? Like the tags and all these different things you do to get noticed. But also the other element of it was understanding what works for you in this reselling world. Where do you want to fall in? What categories do you want to really focus on what are the things that your audience really wants and then learning from other resellers in the community who are in these groups and seeing what they're doing and what their experiences are and some are monetized some are just starting out some are like almost monetized right so we're kind of all over the place and just having a group to share that information with yeah that's what's the most in my opinion was the most valuable to me not that the course wasn't valuable because it was and I go back to it all the time which for certain things it's like now that I monetize it's like oh I need to go back to that monetized section of the course and like really grasp yeah. the information that was there because when I wasn't there yet it was like yeah I'm listening and I'm understanding it but like I need to go back yes and and look at it and really get it mm -hmm. um but I think having that cohort and then having that constant group of people that you can kind of reach out to and we all support each other and watch each other's videos and everything and Becky's had you know people come into um the cohort and meet with us and have conversations and their experiences it's just nice to have it within the reselling community because when you go to these bigger youtubers like a Nick Nimmin who I love watching on a Saturday morning but it's geared towards everyone in YouTube. Yes. And sometimes it's hard to relate to the things that they say because mm -hmm. of that. Like, I feel like it's a lot about gamers and it's a lot mm -hmm. about like these travel channels and all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff, which is wonderful, but it's not related to what I'm doing. 
-hmm. And that's what your course really brings is bringing people together that are interested in the same thing. They're at all different levels and just kind of working together through the YouTube world. Cause it's a lot. It is. And you know, a lot of the things that the YouTube gurus will say kind of go against with what works for a lot of resellers. Like for example, Mm -hmm you know, everyone on YouTube who makes content about creating YouTube content will say your videos should be like 12 to 15 minutes, like the shorter, the better, better. Whereas I know a lot of resellers who are like, I'm not going to watch a video from a reseller unless it's at least 30 minutes long, because I don't want to get up while I'm like steaming and like change the video, (laughs) you know, like they just want these long videos where they feel like they have a coworker with them in the room and they're just kind of hanging out and um, they're learning about brands while they're also getting work done, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of things where you'll hear people say things and you're like, does that apply to me though? Like that, does that apply to me as a reseller making reselling content? Um, I think like you said, it is still really good to consume that information and content because um, you know, inspiration can come from anywhere. And I think that's what makes us better YouTubers is if we can stay fresh and have kind of different perspectives or even different ways of creating content than you know everyone else. And that's what sets you apart a little bit. But yeah, I think I was kind of just craving that like community too. Um, I have a great community for reselling, but I didn't have one necessarily for YouTube. I had like my two Joshes, like Josh from Harry Tornado and Josh, a lot of Josh, like we just kind of came up together on YouTube, like, um, and we would DM each other all the time and be like, how does this work for you? Or like, how is, you know, and um, yeah, like it was really nice having that, like just people yeah. that I could go to when I had questions. And, um, and I thought to myself, like, I bet there are a lot of people who feel like this and people who have given up much earlier than they should have, because they didn't have mm-hmm. the support that I have in these two guys. And, um, so yeah, for me, it was important to, like you said, have valuable information within a course that was specifically for reselling YouTubers, but then also to have a community, which for us is like a Facebook group where we could come to one another with requests of like, I'm so close to being monetized. Can you please just like- Please explain to me why I don't have anything that's monetized. That was like the craziest thing to me. I was monetized, but then nothing was actually monetized and it wouldn't let me do anything. And I was like, I don't understand what's going on, you know? Yeah. when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. And the great thing too, is like, I feel like I know a lot about YouTube. I don't know all the things though, but there are people in that group who like, there's one person who's very good at like kind of the techie side of things. There's Mm -hmm. one person who's very good at like finding you like free resources for like, I mean, there's just like a lot of really cool people in there with different skill sets. So that's really helpful too. Um, But at the core of it, what it is, is a place of just support and encouragement Mm -hmm. and um, a place where people ask questions and we do collaborations. And like you said, we have um, like guest people come in and talk to us about their own YouTube channels. Because again, like I know what I know, I don't know all the things. And so, um, selfishly, I like to bring in other people too, just to kind of hear from them, like, what are you doing and how, um, how are you growing your channel? What's been working for you? Because it's good for people to hear other perspectives and it's good for me too, you know? So, um, yeah, like I have really been enjoying it. I'm, I'm still like trying to figure out like what to do with it in terms of like how often do I want to run the course and have like the different mentorship groups and you know there's a lot of things that I'm trying to figure out even within that but so far for me selfishly it's been a blast just getting to know people more intimately too and um like really have like friends within the reselling YouTube community you know I think that's been really cool yeah, and it kind of takes away that whole competition element that exists yes. within YouTube when you're able yes. to see what the other people actually like and support their mm-hmm. videos and understand where they're coming from and have these relationships. It's it, it really feels like a community and it doesn't feel like doesn't feel like competition. That's just the way yeah. it really is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because 
the truth is no one is taking views away from you. Mm -hmm. You know, if they find you and they like you and they find value in your content, they will watch you as well. You know, no one is like, I only have time to watch one person's YouTube channel. (laughs) And now that I found this person, this person's got to go, you know, like that's just not the way it is. And really like, if you're not getting the views and the subs and all the stuff that you want, like it, it means you have to kind of look inward and ask yourself like, so what's happening here? Like, where do I need to make some adjustments? And it's not because other people are taking those views from you, you know? Yeah. And I think we as a group understand that and therefore have like the confidence and ability to like lovingly support one another, mm-hmm. which yes, is so beautiful because it is hard, I think for a lot of people to do. So that has been just so beautiful to see. Yeah, and I think it was a great idea on your part too, because I feel like YouTube is something that's growing within our community. There are lots of people that um, have started YouTube channels just over the last year. Ever since I feel like COVID hit, there's just been a surplus of YouTube videos that have popped up in the reselling community, and it's given people an outlet to share their experiences. And Instagram can be intimidating to some people, and I can understand why, just like YouTube can be intimidating to some people. Mm -hmm. Um, But some people, have an easier time talking to others virtually and having those conversations and sharing their feelings and their thoughts and teaching, right? Where other people feel more confident with a static photo of some sort or a reel and and showing information that way. So I think it's been great to see all of the new faces that are on YouTube and seeing their experiences. It's been really nice. It's not like the same people all the time. There's like always new people popping up, which I love. Yes. Yes. No, it is. It's so wonderful. And it's, again, like just really a great way to stay kind of fresh and um, to just stay creative. You know, if you are the only one doing something and you're the only voice of authority, it's hard, I think, for you even to Mm -hmm. continue to grow and Mm -hmm. evolve. And so, you know, seeing all these new people come to the scene and um, watching their videos and learning from them. It's like, it is such a breath of fresh air and you're able to take, you know, so much inspiration from what they're doing too. So for sure. Yeah. Well, Becky, when you decide to do another course, you let me know so I can tell the world, cause I know you're not going to do one right now. Yeah. So I'm not gonna, um, yeah. So the way it's designed is like the course itself, you can sign up for whenever, but yeah. if you want to a mentorship group, which is what Danielle is talking about. And um, I was kind of running them monthly, but, and it, it was like monthly and during the month you would meet four times with the other people in your cohort and with me, mm-hmm. you'd meet once a week for four weeks and it was great, but it was pretty hard on me. <laughs> my schedule. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and plus, you know, it cuts into the time that I have as a reseller to resell yep. and as a content creator to create. YouTube videos and Instagram content and all that kind of stuff. And so um, I'm playing around with it still. Like, I, I think for now, because of like it being fourth quarter and with the holidays and stuff, I do kind of feel like maybe the next time I offer the mentorship group will be uh, in January. And mm-hmm. that's a good time too, in the sense of like, it's where people like to start new things with the new mm-hmm. year and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I will definitely let you know. And I will have information on my like Instagram and YouTube when I do um, decide to open it up for another new mentorship group Um, because I do really enjoy it it's like the best way for me to really flex my teaching skills you know and like just to um, really get super involved with like a small community and that's what I wanted to get out of this I knew it wasn't gonna appeal to like the masses you know it's not like a reselling course or something which I didn't want to do I really wanted to do something where I could like intimately get to know people. And Mm -hmm. um, it's been really good for that. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I want to make sure that I don't do a disservice to anyone either by like starting it. And I don't have the energy or the time to like pour into it, what I would want. So I'll definitely keep you posted. Yes. So stay tuned for that guys. And we're going to end it here because it's getting late. And (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Becky and I could keep talking, but could (laughs) we could go for another hour if we really wanted to but becky thank you so much for coming on you can come on whenever you want you already know 
I have like always been like, oh, I'd like love to be on the thrifters. <laughs> but so when you asked, I was like, yeah. I know she was so excited. I was like, oh, okay. I really was. I was like, it's like my dream come true. Oh, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> no, really. I feel like this is such a great platform for someone like me who, again, I can just go on and on and on. Like my mom and dad who watch my YouTube channel, they're always like, how do you have so many things to say just about like you never stop talking Becky yeah I'm like I I don't know like I'm not like struggling to find the words they just come out yeah I was like there's a lot to say about the topic so I don't know but no I'm I'm so honored thank you for having me of course and like I said you can come on anytime whenever you want um but yeah this was so much fun it was nice to catch up with you again so Yes. So thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. This is just a reminder that Thrifters Villa's Patreon is officially live. You can find us on patreon.com backslash Thrifters Villa. It is just $5 a month where we're going to offer you bonus content, extra episodes, a free downloadable a month, and live events. So make sure to check us out there and we will see you next week.